Hannah once came home from a date <laughs> with the entire box collection of Friday Night Lights. Like her arms full of DVD. I was like, oh, how did it go? And she's like, I bought the whole box set of Friday Night Lights. And I was like, did that, did that mean it was good or bad? Don't shift your weight. Don't stare. And for God's sake, whatever you do, Hello and welcome to March Bradness. I'm Sarah. I'm Hannah. And this is the world's only March Bradness style Brad Pitt themed podcast. We're repeating every single Brad Pitt movie against one another in a quest to find the ultimate Brad. This week, we're talking about Killing Them Softly and... The Counselor. Which are two movies. <laughs> so if you don't want to be spoiled for either of those films, pause this podcast, go watch them, and then come on back and uh, hang out with us. I super recommend that you do not pause and go watch these two movies. I think we'll give you about as accurate as an impression of these films as watching them will do. I've read the Wikipedia page probably like six to seven times now for each of them, and I still am not like 100% on my ability to explain what happened. It's going to be a great episode. It's going to be really fun, guys. Sometimes Brad is in some really good movies, and sometimes Brad is in just some shit so, Killing Them Softly, 2012. These movies came out right after, it was like when 2012, I, 2013. Cool. Uh, so Brad probably had a, a bad two years in a row <laughs> working on them. Oh, poor baby. A uh, lot of similarities here. They're both kind of crime dramas. Yeah. Um, so Killing Them Softly, do you want to describe, do you want to give a synopsis? Yeah, so Killing Them Softly takes place in Boston around 2008, right before Obama gets elected. Uh, it follows two young wannabe crimesters in their attempt to rob a local like mafia guy of all of his money in his underground poker ring. With the assumption that because the guy running the poker ring had already done that before on himself, everyone will just blame him. And then there's a, an even more local crime boss who catches wind of this and is not pleased that it happens. And so he brings in uh, Brad Pitt. Our beautiful boy. Our beautiful boy with the slick back hair and his leather jacket. And As his shotgun. The coolest hitman in the world, in the maybe. the whole world. And he says, get rid of these guys. And Brad Pitt says, okay. So he does. He gets rid of the guys. He gets rid of the guys. There's like a sort of supposedly suspenseful... Will they, won't they, maybe, I think they were trying to do, but it really doesn't capture that. Yeah, it's uh, it's just kind of like a lot of guys mumbling in dark, rainy alleyways, yeah. and then in the end, Brad Pitt comes in and shoots everybody. Yeah. And then says some cool lines about America being a business. Yeah, not a community. This movie is like when you've been drawing, and you're looking at your art, and you're like, man, there's something really goofed up about like my anatomy, and rather than like taking a drawing class you decide to like buy some really fancy pens this movie had some really cool shots the sound design was amazing yeah it did some really cool stuff i liked the election thread going on mm -hmm. like the you know snippets from the election and the financial crisis were playing in uh every car and bar that they went to which was really cool in the, in the way that it rooted it in time and you know obviously they were trying to say something but somehow, like, all of these interesting elements came together in, like, the most boring film yeah. ever. It's, like, not even, like, 
self-important, you know? No. It's, it's just like, it's not even, it doesn't even give you the sort of satisfaction or sense of like someone talking about like big important political issues and you know that they've only like skimmed over like a New York Times article. Yeah, I don't like, feel like they mishandled doing that. Like it, it didn't feel like film bro in that like narrative string. I liked what it was saying. The character, some of the characters were good. Like some of the characters were forgettable, but other ones like I like, there was this one like the heroin dude. Yeah, the 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 purebred dog stealing yeah. Australian heroin addict. Yeah, he was stealing purebred dogs for money, which I didn't even pick up on yeah. watching the film. Like I feel like when I read the Wikipedia page, I was like, oh, this sounds like an interesting decent yeah. movie but watching it like none of it came through yeah i think and i know you said this right after we finished watching it but there was a definite sense of like this is one of those movies you have to be in a mood for in definitely order to watch. Like, you have to be prepared it's not one that you can just jump in blind yeah for. so like that is i, I want to give it a certain amount of credit there of like maybe i was just tired and like sad yeah maybe i should have watched b movie for the fifth time (laughs) no i feel that at the same time but at the it was so clumsy it was so clumsy it wasn't even clumsy it was just boring it just got like knocked it just felt like bogged down and muted i don't know just disconnected it's tough i have trouble following this type of movie in general I compl- I whined a lot for both of these movies about being face blind, which legitimately makes it really, really difficult to follow, especially crime movies, which are like all men and they all look the same and they have the same haircut. And I can't tell if it's like multiple guys or the same guy. It was like a confusing movie. It felt like you knew there were stakes, but no one was really clear about why anyone was doing anything. Definitely. Or like why does this matter yeah. at all? It was just sort of like Just guys moody. guys being dudes. Yeah. And guys running around in the rain. And, and guns. And jack- cool jackets. Brad's yeah. jacket was cool. Yeah, so let's talk about Brad. Yeah, he was um, a, a man, a crime man. <laughs> a tall man in a leather jacket. I, he looked super fucking cool. He did look really he cool. He had, like, his hair was black, and it was in kind of like a slick back mullet mm-hmm. situation. He was, like, a very confident, cool, collected, calm, suave yeah, character. he knew his shit. His, um, his whole philosophy, which, again, I only got from reading the Wikipedia page, was that he wanted to, like, he believed in, like, killing them softly. Yeah. Hey, that's the name of the movie! Ah. Uh, <laughs> and, like, killing his subjects from a distance so they didn't know what was happening. Yeah. Which was cool, and he definitely did that in yeah. the movie. He has a really interesting speech in it where he's talking about killing them softly, and he's basically talking about, like, he doesn't like it to be personal, and he doesn't want to, it's just messy when you're, like, close to someone and like watching them like grovel and like beg for their life and stuff and he much prefers going from a distance um and that's why he can't kill this man named squirrel because they like kind of know each other and so he calls him james gandolfini as we saw in the mexican as a different <laughs> hitman and i like to believe that they were the same guy i think so <sighs> and i don't i mean like i think Brad delivered these, like, wordy, very written monologues quite well. Yeah, I think think. he did fantastic in the final scene where after he kills everyone, he's in a bar collecting his payment, and he feels like he's getting underpaid, and he gives this little speech, like, Obama's just been elected president, it's on the TV in the bar, and Brad says to the guy, 
This guy wants to tell me we're living in a community. Don't make me laugh. I'm living in America, and in America, you're on your own. America's not a country. It's just a business. Now fucking pay me. He delivered that really well, I yeah, thought. It, I thought so. it was a nice closer to the movie. Yeah. And I was like, again, like, why wasn't that the movie? Yeah, why didn't that thesis come across at all? It didn't come it, through. Like, I didn't get a sense that everyone was doing stuff just to survive. I didn't get a sense that everyone was doing stuff in a business sort of way. I didn't get a sense that, like, there was a lack of community. Like, it felt like there was definitely a community going on with the whole, like, oh, I know so-and-so and so-and-so knows. Yeah. Like, there was, like, so much interconnection that it Right, didn't- there really wasn't any, like, back stabbing in yeah. the movie even it wasn't like brad took over the job because he didn't feel like james gandolfini was going to be able to do it right yeah like and he wanted to kill humanely yeah. <laughs> like that was yeah my understanding at least yeah and it's it, we run back into a certain like legends of the fall sort of issue where it's like brad is is solid mm-hmm. and he's doing a good job but mm-hmm. it's also like in comparison to the rest of the film right which is not good brad yeah exactly like brad was good for the movie but if you took brad out of the movie yeah my main takeaway was just like forgettable like i feel like by the next day i couldn't even remember like what his character was yeah i felt like i was watching the cutscenes of grand theft auto oh my god like combined into one another you know you get these snippets of information yeah and like if it were a video game yeah i imagine you would like play through the parts the stuff that they skipped yeah stuff that was like you know that's such a good point and the cutscene thing super comes through in the way that like a lot of these scenes again were like super cool in terms of like the cinematography the sound design was awesome like there was really cool scene like they were beating the squirrel was it squirrel no marky they were beating up marky and every time he got punched it went quiet and it just made this like crackling noise yeah it was really cool i love when movies do that yeah like it it, cutscene cutscene movie it felt like it it felt like a bunch of cutscenes and i feel like if it had been like a video game or something then you would have an expansiveness, like it would be yeah. expanded, and you would be able to like spend time with these characters and to feel you know? attached feel to attached them to it and understand what's going on. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so frustrating to see. <sighs> How do you make the mob boring? Exactly. It's just like I don't know, just a lot of talking, and like again, <sighs> it's like I feel like brad's character was getting weighed down by all that talking and all of these like conversations where it's like i don't know the context for this so it's really hard to like know how much i should care yeah and i'm like (sighs) thankful he talked because it would have been really easy to have him be like a silent type definitely god definitely no he did again he did like good for the movie and he had a personality he had way more presence than Mm -hmm. a lot of these guys Mm -hmm. who i'm still not sure if that was the same one or multiples (laughs) The little the little one with the dark hair. Yeah. There was maybe he had a name. Maybe, think, maybe there was one to four of him in this movie. <laughs> anyway, um There's so much to not say about this film. Yeah. You know? I'm just like confused as to how it happened. Yeah. Just a sidebar, this was written and directed by the same person who wrote and directed The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. No way. Yeah, which is... Which Brad calls so, his favorite movie. Yeah, that he's been in, which yeah. I'm interested to see. I'm, I would assume that's why he worked with him again and picked up the project. Oh. Um, and it was released in late November in an awards push by the Weinstein Company. This movie? Yeah. And... Obviously did not get nominated for anything. 
And critics gave it, like, a weirdly positive review. It has, like, a fairly high score on Metacritic. Yeah, I was going to say, I was, like, excited to watch it because it got a good review. It got good reviews, but CinemaScope, the uh, movie, like, reviewing, independent movie review thing, they would come in sometimes when I was working at the movie theater and, like, hand out these cards that you got to tear. Sick. I liked this movie. I didn't like this movie. Uh, It got an F. Wow. So it's one of those movies. That makes a lot of sense. Like, this is like good and interesting and everyone else in the world is like, um, mm, no? Is it though? Is it? Are you just saying that because you think you need to say it's good because Definitely. you're saying something? Yeah, like a movie can do interesting things and not be good. Like yeah. it can do something cool and try something new and like not be successful at yeah. it, which I think is what happened here. Like again, like great ideas yeah. coming on like uh, the election thing was really cool i mean there was definitely like a vibe in the country yeah, at that time definitely. much like there's a vibe in the country right now yeah. um of like this overarching like stress and anxiety and i think that's what they were trying to push through yeah and it was coming through in the sense that like since we've experienced that time it like brought back the memory so it kind of mm-hmm. put you in that time but i don't think it was doing anything beyond that like i think right. it was putting the work to you to right. put that lens if on you it were, if you watched this movie Movie, if you were 17 in 10 years from now and like didn't remember anything right that, if you didn't live through the economic crisis you wouldn't you wouldn't, you wouldn't get understand like what was happening definitely and you get the feeling and that's a essential failure in the film definitely like, if you're gonna be trying to evoke that feeling and evoke that sense of time and place you need to actually do it and yeah just reference it. pew 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 <laughs> master movie critics <laughs> uh hit up march Bradness for all your movie critic needs um, that men. That was pretty good and eloquent. I think. I think we should end it there before yeah. it gets before it goes back off the rails. <laughs> we just start talking about Brad's goatee. I was literally gonna say. <laughs> All right, moving on. Start a fight club, Brad reputation. What's going on with Brad's reputation? Um. Well, we learned some hot gossip about him circa 1997. This is everything old is new again. Everything old, Brad reputation. Everything old is new again. Edition. Uh, vintage gossip. Vintage goss. Vintage hot goss. So recently, in like a Billboard magazine interview, Shania Twain was talking about her lyrics, and that don't impress me much. I guess there's, I guess there's a lyric that she says. So you're Brad Pitt. That don't impress me much. How dare she? I know. And they were like, what's up with that? And she's like, well, I had a girlfriend come over and she's like, did you see those naked pictures of Brad Pitt in Playgirl magazine? And she said, so? Okay, and then that well, didn't well, impress re- me much. Re- rewind. There's naked pictures of Brad Pitt in Playgirl? <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's what this article said. I haven't done any investigation. There's a Playgirl magazine? <laughs> oh, you didn't know about that? No. Oh, I read a really interesting article about why it wasn't successful, and it's because it was made by men. Um, wow. But it was, like, in the... in the. Um, That's no boys by girls. Mm-mm. Ugh. I'll send you a link to that article. It's really interesting, actually, because it's talking about how in, like, the 80s or whatever, they were like, yo, Playboy is still, like, rocking and rolling. We should make one, but for women. Right. And then there's a lot of debate as to, like, how hard the dick should be and stuff like that. Stop. Yeah. Is it it's full dong? Yeah. 
That's incredible. It's on the AV Club. I recommend reading okay, it. Okay, I'm going to read this. Um, oh, yeah, so I Brad guess, was in it? Yeah, but I don't know if he was full dong or not. Or, again, I have not done any investigation because I don't want to go on this journey alone. You don't want to Google Brad Pitt's dick. No. That seems disrespectful to the boy. That's understandable. It's, Although this was a consensual, this was not like a leaked dick pic. That's true, but what if I accidentally find a leaked dick pic? Then you will have to wash your eyes. I know. I just like, I don't know. I feel so, I feel like, I just, You feel you like know? it's unknowable? Yeah. I'll, you know? I'll do it. Okay. Um, but yeah, so she was like, I wasn't impressed by Brad Pitt. I can see naked dudes all the time. I'm Shania Twain. Uh, which is like Shania. Shania. It's Brad Pitt. He's it, sexiest man alive every year. And she was saying this now in the year of our yeah. 2017. Yeah. And she's, she still feels that way. Oh man. I don't know. She must. That don't she impress me much. She does not give a fuck. Well, she I guess, doesn't give a shit. I guess if you're Shania Twain, you can be, you, you know, you can be kind of picky. Yeah. Maybe he's just not her type. Maybe. Maybe her type is like Brad Paisley. Yeah. Or like Toby she, Keith. <laughs> Sandaya. What? <laughs> Sanjaya from American Idol. I've been thinking a lot about our fallen reality TV stars recently, and, and Sanjaya came up. Oh, fucking... Uh, With the hair? I don't remember him. From American I'm Idol? I'm just thinking about Ruben. <laughs> Maybe her type is Ruben Stoddard. Maybe. Maybe her type is Clay Aiken. Maybe. Mm. Isn't Clay everyone's type? <laughs> Those dreamy frosted tips. <laughs> Ah, what a sensitive soul. Well, Shania, I have just one thing to say to you live on the air. Um, how dare you? (laughs) How dare you? The fact that you're not that impressed by Brad Pitt doesn't impress me much. Yeah, girl. I am not afraid to admit that I am impressed by Brad Pitt. I am. Even when he's in really shitty movies, like this next one. Like The Counselor. Like The Counselor. So, The Counselor, just when you thought it couldn't get any worse. Oh, man. I think I assumed, like, because when I looked at both of these movies, like, very quickly before we watched them, I saw that one of them had a much higher score than the other one. And because Killing Them Softly was such a fucking bummer to watch, I assumed that The Counselor was the critically acclaimed one. Yeah. And I was so wrong. Oh, man, were we wrong. It's another drug crime movie. Yep. Um, if you ever saw Breaking Bad, it's like that, except not at all and terrible. Hank even shows up. Hank does show up. Also, John Leguizamo. Like, it is a stacked cast. Natalie Dormer shows up in the last 20 minutes. Yeah, to just, like, fuck Brad's shit up. Yeah. Star-studded cast. Uh, probably the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. It's so bad. Cameron Diaz fucks a car? Literally? Literally. I cannot stop thinking about this. It bothers me so much. I don't even want to talk about it, though, because it's, like, obscene. This movie is so clearly some dude's jack-off fantasy. It's the most jack-off movie I've ever seen in my life. It manages to be, like, porny without having any of, like, the risque, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, God, gross, instead of like... Yeah, let's like run through the plot really quick and then I want to talk about that, especially with how it opened. Like, oh my God. So Michael Fassbender plays a dude who's about to get married. He's like engaged to Penelope Cruz and he is a cartel lawyer for like big level stuff and he's been kind of dabbling in running drugs, but he hasn't done an actual job yet. Is that right? Sure. That's what I got from the Wikipedia page. Sure. Um, <laughs> I couldn't even focus on the Wikipedia page. I'm going to be honest. Okay. So he decides to get involved in a deal 
and he's gonna like transport cocaine across the border. Brad Pitt is like an associate of his friend, uh, what's his face with the cool butterfly Oh, Javier shirt? Bardem. Javier Bardem. So Brad Pitt is like, yo, that's a bad idea. I do this stuff and it's really dangerous. Like you don't want to get involved with these guys. And Michael Fassbender's like, it's totally chill. So some stuff happens. He's like, whatever. A guy gets decapitated on a motorcycle. Then everything goes downhill because Michael Fassbender didn't listen to Brad Pitt and uh, his fiance gets murdered, and it's implied that she's in a snuff film. Uh, and then Brad Pitt gets decapitated. <laughs> There's this device they keep talking about in the movie where it's like a thing that strangles you, and then it cuts your head off with a wire, which is the second time somebody's head gets cut off with a wire in this movie, except it happens to Brad Pitt. And then Michael Fassbender is like, oh no, I lost everything because I got involved with the cartel. It was, it was a it was a it was a bad film. It was a boring film. Again, how do you make drugs boring? <laughs> Literally. How? He's in the cartel. How do you make a cartel movie boring? Just like super long conversations where nothing happens and then all of a sudden Brad Pitt's getting decapitated. <laughs> like we saw Brad Pitt's decapitated head. Yeah. They picked it up and I had to look at it. I wanted to throw up. You can't do that to him. <laughs> you cannot touch my brass. I feel like they did it as like a fuck you. Yeah. Anne brought up that it was like, is it like in Mars Attacks when they were like, don't kill Jack Nicholson. So they made him two characters and then killed both of them. I really do feel like it was like, don't kill Brad Pitt. Yeah. It was so gratuitous. It was, it was offensively gratuitous. I felt, felt like, disrespectful. Yeah. I'm not just saying that because I'm on a Brad Pitt podcast. Like it truly, I was offended. It was such like a, you know, you can tell, like he was like talking about snuff films and stuff in a way that it's like, oh, you absolutely are like into that. Yeah. It was like, have you ever watched a snuff film? Wink, wink. And it was like, wink. cause I have. And then literally like, that's what happens to his fiance. And yeah, they show her getting like captured and like, oh, they show them dumping her body into yeah, a landfill. You know, like you do. Oh my God. Okay. So Brad, Brad Pitt has, I don't know if any of you have ever watched Friday Night Lights. Um, something that you would hear if you've ever been on a date with me. <laughs> <laughs> So if you've seen Friday Night Lights, uh, you know Tim Riggins, the, the, the most beautiful boy. Uh, Brad Pitt looks like a grown-up version of Timmy Riggs because you know that Timmy Riggs, like, there is a universe where he gets involved in the cartel and, like, keeps his hair really long and grows a mustache and stuff and is not doing so hot, does not get back together with Lila. You looked right at me and you're like, you know? You know? I've never seen a single episode of Friday oh, Night Lights, but so I think I know. Um, so Brad Pitt, like, he's got, like, this long Texas hair. He wears a cowboy hat. He's got, like, a pinky ring. Like a white suit. White suit. Yeah. Cowboy boots and stuff. Longest hair, maybe, that we've seen, aside from Troy. But I'm gonna say maybe longer than Troy. And said he looked like Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> he does! Which is absolutely true. He, I maintain that he was a little bloated in this film. I think so, yeah. And not to go jump back on this rumor train, but, like... I'm like beer face or coke bloat. Like it was a little puffy. Yeah, he was he was puffy and like a little bit doughy, kind of in the way that he is in LA. Yeah, exactly. Like and this is 2013, so this is probably when everything's starting to go downhill. You know, Brad was in maybe three scenes. Mm -hmm. uh, he was in the scene where he's like, "Don't, don't do that. 
don't get involved with the cartel. Mm -hmm. And then he was in another scene where he was like, have you ever seen a snuff film? Which, like, I'm not giving the movie anything. Mm -hmm. But I did like when he said that when you watch it, you're complacent in a murder. You ever seen a snuff film? No. You? Would you? I would not. Because the consumer of the product is essential to its production. You cannot watch without being accessory to a murder. Do you think Brad was just like begging to add that line? Do you think that it was supposed to be like, oh yeah, snuff films, kind of hot, am I right? And he was like, hey guys. He's like, I'm just going to ad lib this in every single take. And they're like, Brad, please stop saying that. And he's like, "Um, "Mm." but like you are complacent. (laughs) You are complacent in a murder. That was my favorite part of the movie. Definitely. Brad Pitt said you're complacent in a murder if you watch Snow. It was the only time that I felt like this movie like had a moral compass. And that the directors weren't like actively jerking off while they made it. They were like behind the camera, like with their dick in their hand. Yeah. Cameron, go faster. Yeah. Oh man, that movie was so bad. You said something about like that you'd rather watch a movie with no women than a movie with women like as terribly written as this. Right, exactly. And it's like, you know, like Killing Them Softly didn't have a single fucking woman in it yeah. besides a hooker. And even that hooker was like had the ability as a character to say like fuck you. Definitely. And like it felt like she was providing a moral compass. Yeah, like a moral center and like was a person. And like I obviously would way prefer movies with like women right, like, just that are put, people. Just put women in your fucking movies first of all. But like also don't do it if you're just gonna put them in to be your jack off fantasy. I know? feel like I watched the light draining out of Cameron Diaz's eyes in the, in the, yeah. in the as this movie progressed to the point where at the like the final scenes. <laughs> with the phone call? Which is like, well, you know, people don't mess with me. Yeah. I don't know how a movie that was literally about sex, drugs, and murder could also feel like eat that. I felt like I was watching every Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> it was so... I kept looking. I like, okay, Googled in the middle of the film. I was like, how long is this? I was like, this movie has to be one of those like two hours and 40 minute ones. It was a clean two hours. Yeah. I was so bored watching this movie. I have to admit something. I ended up researching different types of knives just to like, just because I was curious about like what exactly a ceramic knife was like. And I was like several pages deep in ceramic knife manufacturing processes. I remember you said something about reading the Ikea catalog. Oh yeah, that too. The 2018 Ikea catalog, by the way, is fucking sexy as hell. They have this really cool desk that you mount to your wall and it has like shelves and stuff Ooh. on it. And it's, like, it's like a good space saver. I'm listening. Yeah. Read the Ikea catalog. Don't watch this movie. Don't watch this movie. Yeah, no, it was super fucking long. Brad, like, did fine in it. He did fine. I liked the character that he was playing. I felt mm-hmm. like he was doing something with it and, like, trying. I liked Javier's character. Yeah, he looks like he was electrocuted and has yeah. a bunch of butterflies on yeah. him. Yeah. Javier Bardem was my favorite character in that movie. Also, Brad mentioned that, uh... <gasps> He and Javier had a threesome, a guy, a guy, guy, girl threesome, which means that at some point, something went down. To touch lips. Maybe accidentally. By curious Texan brat? By curious. Hashtag confirmed the first case of a by curiousness in a Brad Pitt movie from the man himself. Mm -hmm. Will he go further than this? Remains to be seen. Like, I bet he could. Oh my god, Brad, are you listening right Brad, now? Hey, Brad, hey, Brad, we, we just had a really Brad, good idea. Brad, if you want an Oscar, you should be in a gay movie. It worked for Jared Leto. Jared Leto has an Oscar and you don't? 
Brad, you deserve a thousand Oscars before Jared Leto deserves half of a sliver of an Oscar base. I think that's gonna convince him. <laughs> Brad, kiss the <my> boy. <laughs> This movie is like if you put all of 4chan into like a Google Dream Honestly, writer thing. Like the, the, the like, Google, uh, the Google fucking, what's that called? A neural network. Neural network. There we go. If you, okay. Let me start this over. Yes. <laughs> this movie is like if you fed all of 4chan into a neural network and made it write a movie based off of it. That is the truest thing I've ever heard in my life. It was so gratuitous, like disturbing for not really showing anything super bad, it felt like I needed to take a thousand showers. Definitely. It was, just, it was, it was, ugh. I cannot give this movie a more thumbs down. I would, I want to get like more thumbs surgically attached <laughs> so that I can thumbs just down all of it. them are putting down like a nice fringe on yeah. your arm. And that would be like less disturbing than this movie. So it's disturbing and boring. Yeah. It's, it's so hard to pick between these two movies because they both sucked. Suck. Like they both and the Brad was like the best part of each of those movies. Definitely, and that like was still not great. Definitely, like again, like I liked, I liked this Texan Brad. I liked what he was doing. Mm -hmm. I think he was funny. He added some dimensionality to his character. Like I was interested in him. Yeah. I wanted to know what was going on. I feel like similar to Cameron Diaz. The further this movie progressed, the further you saw the light drain out of his eyes. That death scene was the most lackluster. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I'm being decapitated. Ah! That's true. It was just like... <laughs> you know, I think we should just be honest with the people about yeah, our conclusion. Yeah, both these movies suck, but I would rather watch Killing Them Softly again. Yeah, and like, whether that's based on the Brad alone, I mean, it's one and the same for me. Like, he gave such a boring whatever performance in both movies. Definitely. Like, and it's like, I would argue even that they're the same character. Definitely. They're both like hitmen, basically, yeah. on the side of the law being like, yo, you guys aren't doing your job right. Mm -hmm. Fucking stop that. Yeah, we're gonna... But like, half-heartedly so. Definitely. It sucks because Killing Them Softly Brad was pretty forgettable. And like, I don't think I'll forget this Brad, but only because I saw him get decapitated, you know? It's true. But like... I'm I'm willing to give it to the other one because this one was not he wasn't good I either. Think, they were yeah, both they were both bad, but I think there's a certain amount of swagger in killing them softly Brad yeah, with the jacket that definitely. Like, can be attributed to a Bradness, you know? Yeah. He had a certain like calm, cool collectiveness of like, I'm gonna get my job done that I think yeah. is present in Brad. Showed elements of Brad. Killing them softly puts a hit on the counselor. Yeah, no, for sure. It for yeah. sure. It was it was a, again a really like middle of the road like yeah. Here was, he is. It was, a, it was a standard hitman, Brad. Yeah. I if you want to fight me on this, I will be able to write you like a little essay about it. But at this point, I'm just so tired of thinking about these. No, I, I don't. I'm just like I don't feel like justifying it because uh, there's not even enough to talk about. Like it was just a shitty. This is the worst pitting of all time. I would rather watch a river runs through it again. Yeah, like three times in a row. Maybe two times in a row. Two and a half. Don't even watch it because you're like, oh, I like bad movies. Like it's not even like I love bad movies, and this is just like in like a go watch movie. Trolls two instead. Go watch Trolls two with the McElroy brothers. <laughs> I meant Trolls two like the really bad one where the where the goblins. Oh oh them, oh you know? oh! And it's like, it was a movie that the woman wrote because all of her friends were becoming vegetarians and it was bothering her. <laughs> 
Yes, go watch that. But also watch Trolls 2. I can't wait for those McElroy brothers to be in Trolls 2. They're going to be every Watch troll. Trolls 1. It's like weirdly good. I, I think. think that I like Trolls. <laughs> yeah. I think it's good. Um, yeah, that's that, that's it. That's all you're say. Let us know what you think of Trolls um, on our various places on the internet. Yeah. You can do so on Twitter, mm-hmm. at March Badness. Mm-hmm. You can do so uh, on Facebook, uh-huh. which is March Badness. You can do so on Instagram, which is March.Bradness. Uh, or you can do it on our website, which is MarchBradness.net. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. Yeah. It's a party on the internet. We work really hard on that website. It's a party on the internet, and it's like as far away from 4chan as you can get on the it's internet. Awesome. It's wholesome content. Um, tune in next week for a mini episode, a movie Brad Pitt should have been in. This is a really good one. I'm going to go ahead and say. Uh, and tune in the week after that for our next official pitting, which is Ocean's 13. Versus Johnny Swade. With special guest, Caitlin Davidson. So something uh, super chill has happened. <laughs> something absolutely that chill <laughs> happened. If you guys are like... Not super aware, we're running an Indiegogo campaign to get us to Los Angeles so that we can screen Contact, a rare 1992 Brad Pitt short film, and the last piece of our bracket for season one, which is the season you're currently listening to. And we actually recorded the segment earlier and we had to delete it and re-record it because we were like people aren't gonna donate yeah we were like please please for the love of god just send us a couple dollars it'll be like i promise it'll be really good hannah wants a tote bag (laughs) but like you guys are coming through people are actually donating i'm like gonna cry i'm so thrilled i'm flabbergasted i'm honored i feel very loved and supported uh and my it's just so nice yeah I'm like, oh, man. It's so nice. You guys are amazing. Um, Thank you so, so, so much to everybody that's already donated. From the bottom of my heart to my two little tippy toes. Yeah. We, we, have, some, we have some names to read off yeah. here. Um, so if you donated and want your name read on the air, this is how you do it. So thank you so much to Lindsay Salter, Maddie Babel, Sadie Lancrete, Maddie Campbell, Jimmy Chucko, Caitlin Davidson, and then Johnny Grubb and Chris Cunnington. You're all angels, and Amazing I love you. saints. I hope that you are blessed every day of your life. Yeah, you have a national holiday dedicated to each and every one of you in my heart. I want to give you a big old hug, and I hope that Brad Pitt gives you a big old <sighs> hug, too. Oh, wow. Um, for those of you who are like, what's, what's going on? What's, what's going on? What's, what's that? happening? What's the big idea? We have that Indiegogo, and you can find it at igg.me slash at slash March Bradness, where you can like watch a cool little video we made. It's a pretty cool and video. It's pretty good. We, it will, it will explain our, our mission, our cause. Yeah, our concept. have to fly to LA to the Academy of Motion Pictures to screen this film. It hasn't been digitized, uh, but we have been invited to screen it yeah, in person, which like, is super cool and exciting. Like real academics. Yeah. Um, but again, just like thank you. Jeez Louise! Jeez golly whiz! I'd carve your face out of a block of butter. Um, at the Indiegogo campaign, you can buy t-shirts, you can get tote bags, you can get an illustration of yourself with Brad Pitt. Meet and greet. Uh, they're so limited edition. They are limited edition. After this, they're gone. Forever. Forever. So check it out if you want to support your favorite Brad Pitt podcast. 
uh, we would thank you so much. So oh. much that we would thank you live on the air. Live on air. Right now. Well, not right now, but in the future. <laughs> Next episode? Could be you. Could be you. This could be you. Watch this space. Also watch this space for more goodbyes. All that good stuff that usually comes at the end of the episode. Worms, fuzzies. Uh, worms. Worms? Yeah. Pocketfuls of worms. <laughs> they bleed. Outside the pocket of your wet jeans. <laughs> you won't ever be alone. Ed Sheeran oh. said it first. I'm just we should <laughs> shut this down. We should <laughs> say goodbye now. We're never going to top ourselves. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>